Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast featuring Paul St. Andrew, Justin Sheeler, Joel Benson, and Greg Rios. Paul and Justin are real estate agents with Remax Results, and Joel and Greg are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. And now, Twin Cities on the Move. All right, here we go, fellas. Happy hour time again. How are you doing today? Good. 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 You? Good, good. I, I, Twin Cities on the move. I Let's call this episode 15 and a half. Huh? Why not? I don't know if we're trying to alleviate all of our boredom or we're just we're trying to give out as much information as we can or maybe a little bit of both. But uh, we'll try to get these done here maybe every couple weeks here until we all get back to our semblance of some sort of normal. So anyway, I'm Paul St. Andrew. Welcome to Twin Cities on the move. I'm a realtor with Remax Results. I see Justin there. Yeah, I'm Justin Sheeler with Remax Results as well. And Greg's around. Yep, Greg Rios with Cardinal Financial, NMLS 1505482. And I'm Joel Benson, Cardinal Financial, NMLS 1064642. And I have to just quick give a shout out to my wife. You mentioned haircuts. I've gotten three of them from my wife since we've been on lockdown. And looks really good. Well, first of all, <laughs> first of all, I had to trick her into going this low. She's like, or this short. She's like, what, what number, what number uh, guide did we use last well, number time? Number I'm three. Like, I'm like, it was a one. No, this is a one. I'm like, I'm like number one. And then she started doing it and she's like, this isn't the right one. You know, this is what we used last time. Cause she doesn't like it this short. Did she do Greg's too? No, I cut my own. No, yeah, you can tell. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't say anything. I have the perfect face for radio, fellas. That's for sure. So should say thanks to Minnesota Podcasting also for going the extra mile and helping us not only just on a monthly basis to get this, get our podcast out, but now to just jumping in and doing all of this extra work with Zoom and and tying all of these podcasts together and, and doubling up and getting us out there twice a, twice a month now too. So thanks to Minnesota Podcasting. And also Tina Winchandy, uh, best insurance person around. Joel, you have things to talk about with her, don't you? First of all, I, I continued thank you to Tina for supporting us yeah. as a group for our podcast. And, and I also, if you're looking for insurance, whether it be for your home, auto, life, um, I highly recommend that you reach out to Tina Winchandy with Country Financial. She can be reached at 651-846-8163. Give her a call. Wonderful. Wonderful. Thank you, Tina. So here we are, guys, a few more weeks into this um, interesting pandemic. Lockdown at the St. Andrew House has been not overall pretty good, but everybody's getting a little antsy, that's for sure. It seems to me on the real estate side, buyers and sellers are starting to get a little bit antsier too than they were a couple of weeks ago. I know, what do you, Justin, what do you think? Yeah, I, I agree with you. you know, it's funny, when the when the shutdown first happened, we saw a really big, I, at least I did, Paul, I don't know if you did, but we saw a pretty quick jump or drop in activity. We, we dropped, God, you know, we're down about 40% on showings versus this time last year. And we're down about 30% on new listings. Now, there is a little bit of a silver lining there because the showings have started to ramp back up. 
So we're up 28% over where we had fallen to when the when the stay-at-home order first was, was put out. Listings, however, have stayed the same since that order came out. So that sounds... Um, that that might sound a little bad, a little bad, but it's actually. I mean, we're we're thirty percent down from last year, but the showings are forty percent down from last year. So we're actually starting to pick up just a little bit of inventory, even though it may not seem like it right away. Yeah, interesting. No, that's good. That's good. I have people I think that are. You know, I know of two listing clients of mine that the question I ask them really is they don't have to put their house on the market right now. Some people they just they have to move in spite of what's going on. They have to move. And that's why we're deemed essential. And that's why we're out here doing this. But, you know, the question I've asked people is, do you really want to have other folks going through your home right now? And it's most, most people right now, what they say is, no, I prefer not to do that. And so then you should wait. You should wait for sure, you know, but it's interesting. The numbers are very interesting. I know I was just looking at something the other um, just earlier before we came on here and just a couple other stats. Just in the last seven days in the Twin Cities, 2,274 new listings came on the market. Pending houses that are under contract and going to go close within the last week, 1,639. And then the closed transactions for la- the last seven days, uh, just over uh, 1,400, 1,413. So I mean, there's a lot of houses. It really is. So so th- there is still activity. Kind of cool to see how things have changed a bit too, how now agents are doing virtual open houses. And a lot of agents are doing now the interactive 3D tours so you can go through the property without setting foot in the, the house or even leaving your living room. That's really cool. It's really nice. It is. It's 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 a great feature, and and I think what that take the if you do have a house on the market and you get a showing now, I think that the person that's looking at the house is a serious serious buyer, you know, yeah. because they've yeah. just they've gone through these hoops. They've they've gone to see Greg Joel. They're they're well pre approved. Um, they've probably looked at the virtual tours. They've d- done drive-bys. They, they're doing all of this. And we're all, I think, from the buyers and sellers, the, all of our clients and all of the realtors are just overall trying to be extremely thoughtful of each other as we go through the process of, of showing homes and, and selling homes as well. So, I, you know, I think that's a really good point because, I, you know, we've often talked about how during the slower times of the year, whether it's, you know, after school starts and you know in the fall and through the winter where things are a little bit slower it's it's again it's a percentages game right so mm-hmm. the, and like you mentioned the people who are out looking during those times are are serious buyers so they're not yeah. just kicking tires it's not you know just the parade of homes or this or that it's actually people out um you know so it's i mean that's kind of the silver lining i think or the or the you know the way that we can kind of look at this from a positive I think so too. If we have to go forward and practice real estate and practice, you know, lending and things like that, 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 that we are doing it thoughtfully to people that truly, truly need to transition somewhere else right now throughout all of this. So that's a good thing. And it's, and it's, uh, it, it's good for the economy too, because if, if people don't know how valuable the housing market is in relation to the economy, just look at back in 2008 when the world literally fell apart <laughs> You know, so it does, it does help. It does boost 
boost things a little bit in, in an otherwise really, really difficult economic time. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I agree with that. I agree. So that's those are good things. Those are good things. Oh, by the way, cheers, fellas. This is kind of happy hour. Um, I'm not drinking today, but it's happy hour. So thanks again to Dual Citizen for, for helping us out a couple weeks ago. That was nice of them to send over a few beers for us. A couple more weeks, we might have to hit them up again, I think. so. Well, that or we need to find, you know, multiple breweries and do a little multiple like breweries. a like a like a brewery shootout of sorts, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Brewery, yeah. We each rep- we each represent a different brewery. Could be we could have brackets. We could have beer brackets. Twin Cities on the move with beer brackets. And yeah, why not? <laughs> There's no sports, so we might as well. Well, it's been great. You know, I'm I'm kind of a Twins fan. The Twins haven't lost in my house for months now. <laughs> it's been wonderful good well hey i wanted to mention something i sent this over to you guys i um and i'm a I live in minneapolis i'm a rental property owner i know greg own you own some rental properties as well um I, with this pandemic happening you know right away in the beginning the governor issued uh, an executive order saying that you know there won't be any foreclosures um, right now and also there in the state of Minnesota and also there won't be any evictions in the state of Minnesota as a property owner I agree with that um, for sure but now I received a, a letter through another friend of mine who owns rental property that he actually did receive and it's really interesting it talks about he, he received this letter from, from five tenants that all uh, split $2,000 a month rent five ways in a house. Basically, in a nutshell, they're asking for a rent freeze for the foreseeable future. And because of the rent freeze, uh, they, they say they can't pay their rent in May and going forward for the foreseeable future. There's, they're not going to pay any rent. And not only that, they are not um, going to take this on as a debt. To me, that just seems... I, I don't know, just crazy to tell you the truth, you know, um, they're asking they go on and, and they say that they're going to support uh, this landlord in in seeking a, a freeze on his mortgage, which is just a portion of what that rent is covering, you know. Right. So, I mean, what do you guys think of that? It's they, then they go on, they encourage you can see at the bottom of the page are they encourage to contact all of our representatives Senator Tina Smith, Amy Klobuchar, Ilhan Omar, Governor Tim Walz, and and you know they just think that this is the we need to all stop paying rent, and it's not just rent. I mean, the, the rent covers the mortgage, covers property taxes, it covers utilities, it covers repairs, it covers lawn service in a lot of cases. It's endless what that is. And from a tenant's from a tenant's point of view, Polly, too, as a tenant, I'd want to know that. That's not forgiven. There's nothing in the rule, and there's nothing in the law right now that says you don't have to pay your rent. So even if you can't get kicked out, that's that that bill still builds up. You want to be aware of that. You don't want to think that you're getting out of jail free and then find out, oh my gosh, I, I owe ten thousand dollars. <laughs> From a rental perspective, you know, it's that's it's not gonna end. It's not, you know, the bill the bill will come due and and chances are it'll come due with interest. You know, the first thing that, as I read that letter, the first thing I want to say is, you know, I'm, I'm sympathetic for people who are in a situation where they have a loss of income or loss of, of job. And, but that, in that, in that, you know, in the letter, they, they, they mentioned that they have nothing specific. There were no specifics. So um, it came across as kind of a, you know, 
maybe comes from somebody who's feeling a little bit entitled. And, mm-hmm. you know, while I, well, again, I feel sympathetic. Do you, do you maybe just have a conversation with your landlord first? You know, I mean, cause the reality is you owe the money, they owe the money to somebody as well, right? The landlord. So it's certainly within their right to, to, to feel that way. But the reality is, like you said, it's, the, you know, it's not going away. You know, even if you can't be evicted today, right. it, it doesn't mean you can't be evicted when this is all over. You know, if you've got a $10,000 rent bill, you know, what are you going to do? Now, I, again, I, I feel bad for people who have, have lost jobs, yeah. lost income. And I'm not saying anything other than that, but I think we also have to keep everybody's situation in mind. Good point on that too, Joel. Um, this is Paul, if, if you're looking at Paul or Greg, this is the face of most landlords. It's not some huge rich guy in an ivory tower that owns forty hundred property. Yeah, normally, yeah, normally landlords are just kind of everyday mom and pop. Yeah, yeah. No, there are some bad landlords out there too. We all know that. But this is this is usually who you're hurting when you're not paying your rent. It, it's typically not the slumlords and the and these guys that own millions of properties or thousands of properties. No, and I thought, you know, it was really interesting too, this this um, friend that posted this letter and put this up, he not only posted, he went on to say how, just so that he could learn the process, um, looked into the unemployment, you know, and getting unemployment from the, from the state, uh, all of the rent relief that's out there and is available. Um, and there's half a dozen different things a tenant could do if they get in a pinch. He did that not only to see how difficult or easy it was, but then also he'd be happy to help his tenants figure this out if they need to do that. And so, like you said, Joel, yeah, if if a tenant has an issue, I think the first call they should make is to their landlord and to their property owner so that they can have have this conversation and you know, and, and not get themselves in a pickle because it's just a bad idea to expect that this is going to just be forgiven. You know, I'm not a landlord by choice. I kind of got pushed into it just because when I bought the townhome, it went underwater and then I just didn't sell it. You know what I mean? So now we're renting it out. Um, so, you know, for me and, you know, probably Paul as well. I mean, if, if I didn't collect rent on a given month, well, now I'm paying two mortgages in a given month, right? Uh-huh. And then I guess my question is, you know, what if that did happen to us, Paul? Like, what what if our renters came to us and said, hey, here's the deal. I, I can't pay rent, right? So, yeah, it starts multiplying. We can't kick them out. Um, do we just have no recourse whatsoever? I mean, are we just supposed to take the loss here? Like, I don't really understand the end game. Well, and this is uncharted waters, that's for sure. Great. You know, I don't think that anybody really knows. I have one, uh, one tenant that she is unsure about. Uh, May's rent and June will be really a struggle for her. I'm sure she's a seasonal employee and um, she was, she plans for having a couple months off right after Christmas. And then that's, it's never been an issue at all, but she's always back to work on April 1st and she wasn't this year and she has no, she's unsure if she'll go back. She told me about this five, you know, weeks ago. As soon as she, you know, as soon as she found out, she told me about it and, and naturally we'll work together to, to come up with something and we'll just, we'll, we'll just have to work. But that line of communication, you know, if I have that, then if I need to make a phone call to somebody that I, you know, one of my vendors that helps me with my properties or something, if I can't pay a bill because of it, at least I'll know in, enough in advance in order that I can, you know, I can start to 
you know, do the next steps that I would have to do as a property owner. So I don't know. I just, you know, as far as that goes, I don't need to rant about it anymore, really. But I just, I really am concerned, I guess, with this. It did really concern me that I hope that tenants don't really think that it's time to take advantage of the system because I think it's going to turn around and bite them, you know. And the same thing, Joel, you and, you and Greg and I and Justin, we were talking just a little bit before. What about on the mortgage side with this forbearance stuff? Yeah, I think, and I think that, that there's two things really. Number one is I think it's it's a similar situation in that if if you're if you contact your lender, and every lender is going to be a little bit different about how they handle this. But if you contact your lender and you do end up working out some sort of forbearance, what you need to understand, and, and again, if if you're if you've had a loss of income, I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But what I am saying is you need to be mindful of the fact that your mortgage payment, while you don't have to make it for that during that forbearance period, it doesn't go away. Right. So one of the basic things to consider is, that, you know, more than likely what's going to happen is they're just going to tack those payments on to the end of your loan. So you're going to end up paying that loan off a little bit later than you would otherwise. But another key factor to think about is that mortgage interest, every month you pay interest on the on the remaining balance of your mortgage. So that, that interest amount is, which is how your loan ends up being paid off because Every month, a little bit more of your payment goes towards principal because your interest is a little less. Well, if you don't have principal payments reducing your principal balance, your interest continues to go up because it's, it's, it's simple math. So you're actually going to end up paying more interest by not making monthly payments. So, right. and, I'm, and, I'm not, and I don't say this to scare people. What I, I say it to just make sure that people are aware that if you can afford to make your payments, you probably should because it's going to save you money in the long run. Well, and this is what this is basically was the governor's order was that, you know, I mean, you can't have a mortgage forbearance. You will not be evicted. You will not be foreclosed upon. That says it. But but it's right in in this executive order from the governor. It's right in black and white where it says that, no, this is not forgiven debt. This is this is debt that is still going to have to be paid. And by no means will you be able to. This can, this can hurt people's credit. This can hurt their ability to buy a home or another or to move up, you know, into a different home or to, you know, if you're if you're a tenant to all of a sudden you, you have ideas of becoming a first time home buyer in the next year or two. If tread carefully through this, everybody, please do, because it's not something I think to, that you should really take lightly for sure. Um, there are people out there that are going to, you know, take advantage of the situation. And, oh, sure. Hey, you know, this is an opportunity not to make my payments. And, you know, that's where I, I caution people just to, to be mindful of what, what it really means to do that. And I was going to say, we've actually had meetings. It's a concern even for lenders, right? Because they're, they're running into situations where, you know, you're putting someone to a brand new mortgage and then they're turning around and instantly trying to, you know, utilize this forbearance it just causes several issues right on a brand new loan. Um, so I think some of the things that Cardinal did is they removed some of our down payment assistance programs for, for the time being. Uh, they raised some credit guidelines to, a little bit higher. I think yeah. they're just trying to limit a little bit of risk, you know, uh, on that and maybe not take on as many high risk loans. So it, it's definitely had an impact for sure. Well, and I, and I can piggyback on that and tell you that just about every lender in the industry made some changes as a result of the current marketplace. And I can also tell you that Cardinal, the changes we made at Cardinal were less than most lenders have made. And just as an example, most of the government loans 
you know, we're still able to offer at a 620 credit score where there's a lot of lenders out there that are requiring 680 or 700. So I'm actually getting a lot of business from other lenders that have, you know, have people that were trying to buy houses and all of a sudden they don't qualify for the loan they were going to get. Well, listen, guys, we'll keep it brief this time, I think. Um, and and thanks thanks to everybody for listening and, and checking us out on Facebook. Um, hopefully some of this is a little bit informative. Don't hesitate to contact us. You can contact us through our Facebook page. Talk to Justin, Joel, Greg, or myself anytime like that. Um, uh, TCOTM. Twin Cities on the Move at gmail.com is another way to get a hold of us. Any questions, any suggestions? If you are looking to refinance, Greg and Joel will take care of you. Justin knows how to find you a house. So does Paul. And we'll keep doing this. And thanks to uh, thanks to Dual Citizen once again. Happy hour from them. And uh, Tina Winchandy, insurance person extraordinaire. Give Country her a Financial. Call. We're going to call her at 651-846-8163. Call her even if you have existing insurance. Just shop it. See if she can uh, save you some money. She's been pretty good at that. So She is pretty good at that for sure. And thanks also to Minnesota Podcasting. I think you're putting up with more than you took on here. I thought you would. The best in the business. So it's Twin Cities on the Move signing off. Everybody have a great weekend. All right, See you guys. Here, guys. See ya. This has been Twin Cities on the Move, a real estate and mortgage podcast. Paul St. Andrew and Justin Sheeler are licensed real estate agents in the state of Minnesota with the brokerage Remax Results. You can find Paul online at minnesotahomesales.com and Justin at justinsheeler.com with Sheeler spelled S-C-H-E-E-L-E-R. Joel Benson and Greg Rios are mortgage professionals with Cardinal Financial Company. You can find them online at cardinalfinancial.com. Cardinal Financial Company, NMLS 66247, is an equal housing opportunity lender and is not affiliated with REMAX results. Jill Benson's NMLS ID is 1064642, and Greg Rios' NMLS ID is 1505482. This show was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studio, and they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of REMAX Results, Cardinal Financial Company, or Minnesota Podcasting.